You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Good morning, traders. Are you guys ready to go ahead and get right into pre-market prep? We got a great show. Of, you, of course, no rally yesterday. We were looking for it. We saw what happened. At least I was looking for it. Looked like Dennis might have been right. But like always, we got to be flexible, right? We'll definitely stay with the views of the market. We'll see today. We'll talk about earnings. We got so many earnings stocks. I got like six to go through at least. There was hundreds yesterday, so let's go ahead. We got a jobs reaction today. Uh, Funko getting a stake. We got Blue Putnam on today. It's a great show. You guys start us up with a thumbs up, and let's get it started. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right. How we doing, guys? Good morning. Let's go ahead. Let's get it started. I got Joel Conant and, of course, Dennis Dick in the house. What's going on, guys? Dennis, first, did you enjoy some hockey last night? There was no basketball. I always enjoy a little bit of ho- hockey, and I like it when the Calgary <laughs> Flames lose because I'm an Oilers fan. So Calgary losing 2 nothing to Dallas was uh, solid last night. So solid results. Big games tonight. Obviously, the Oilers go down to L.A., 10 o'clock tonight, so I'm going to be tired than Saturday morning because i got to stay up late to watch these games. I wish they weren't 10 oh, o'clock starts, a... but what are you going to do? Your so team's tough, playing, so tough, you follow right? your team, you got to watch the playoffs. So, <laughs> yeah, no it's the weekend. It's the weekend, Dennis. Yeah. It's uh, not only hockey, though. we got something else. So we got a little special surprise for you guys later at, at the close, but Joel O'Connor is going to give a little bit of a sneak preview. 
You know, the, the, the Derby. Derby. The, the Derby, Derby article is done. Okay. Uh, we're going to start I'll a little early, Mitch. Can you start at 3.15? Oh, we got it. We got it. We'll right. see you well, guys there all, at 3.15. You guys like my shirt? What, what, what we got my, there? Uh, Let me put you full screen here. Oh. It's uh, it's uh, what a Father's Day gift I got. It's uh, American Pharaoh. 2016 trip crown champion yeah Very yep nice. girls got that for me um so 315 i'm gonna reveal my pick um i'm gonna give a little sneak preview i mean the favorites are looking sweet and i'm, I'm gonna show you why but i'm going with the long shot i always go with the long shot and i'm gonna make a personal guarantee that my my horse whatever i pick it's going to do better than my pick last year. Uh-oh, uh-oh. What was it? Yeah, you did bad last year, didn't you? Yeah, second to last. Second to oh, last. He got knocked on, out of the Joe. gate. The guy, he, on, he, was, he almost fell off the horse. You guys don't believe me. See, that's the one thing about, you know, the markets and also, like, horse racing is, like, <laughs> you know when you're toast. Like, sometimes you get filled on an order and you're like, oh, man, I just, oh, you know, yeah. oh boy. Yeah, you when, know you're when you're toast. watching a horse race like that, and that he hit two horses, Pretty and the jockey was like fell off the horse, and I, I right away I was like I ripped my ticket. Well, you, can't, you don't rick up tickets now because you have to do everything online. But uh, enough of the sports world. Let's go. Um, Let's get into the future. Spurs are down eighteen seventy five. I mean, for everybody, gets that was kind of a silly uh, last ten minutes, Dennis. We talked about that. That yeah, you know, forty point rally in a minute and a half. There's a lot like, of oh, silliness in this market everywhere. Okay. Time. Yep. I did you see my I called it the uh, Led Zeppelin market? You the know Led the Led Zeppelin market. Dazed, Why? dazed and confused. Oh, I think dazed that's right actually. That's you a remember? good analogy here. Yeah, that's uh We're going to be more dazed and confused after 8:32 when we get the jobs number cuz <sighs> this is one of those markets that'll find the silver lining for the bears. Uh, I don't know. I, I think either way um, They're probably like, oh, the jobs. Oh, well, let's dive into what we saw yesterday, right? Uh, tech takedown, the second worst day of the year yesterday. <laughs> and I, I got to say, the light isn't going green anymore, guys. <laughs> At least in my background, it isn't going green anymore. I'm still in the red mode. I'm back to it. Some people are like, Mitch, but you were bullish this morning. Well, that, that could easily change, right? Um there you guys have it turn around from there and what did you guys see out there all right well first of all i just like i wish i could uh we could rewind and the, the pre pre-market show from yesterday uh because i got on with you and i like i was having a little talk with you about the market and things i'm like mitch pick a number you know because pick a number i go pick one number and I wanted him to say like 4,300 into spoos. And he looked at it. I mean, I had this line up here. I just didn't draw this in for, you know, like a couple of days ago. You had two tops there last week. And then, boom, you wow. got up there on, on uh, Tuesday. You never had a shot at it in the uh, in the regular session yesterday. You would have had to been a pajama trader to get that forty three hundred, and then and then Dennis and then you came on Dennis and and Mitch was talking and he was talking about the Fed and Dennis was like I I, I that's above my I, I don't know I, I don't understand all this Fed stuff whatever I think the market is going down 
I don't think uh, the market understands it. <laughs> yeah, it's so complicated. Uh, but anyways, we spent a little time above the close. Uh, the close was 43 and a quarter. So, you know, that's you know I, that's my number on the upside. I can't get positive as a market until we get above 43 and a quarter. Pre-market low is above the low from yesterday. Uh, two lows to keep an eye on. The low from yesterday, the second lowest low of the year, 99 and a quarter. And then that Monday's low, let's hope we don't see that today. That's at 40.56. Uh, crude uh, still uh, worried about supply here, up 212. Oh, back at the 50% retracement. That's been a while at 111. It's up two bucks, 110.30. Gold in the green by seven bucks, 1882.70. Silver, let's call it flat, 22.40. Bitcoin, bad day for Bitcoin yesterday. That lot, yeah. Now we know where the resistance is. <sighs> we'll have to find support here. But until we get above 38K, man, uh-huh. looking for more downside in Bitcoin and Ethereum, uh, that broke support too. Actually, he did it the day before. So, yeah, uh, at trading down 45 bucks at 26.84. And uh, Spoozy just chopping around here, trying to find a home in the 4120 handle. Yeah. Yeah. It's a choppy, choppy market. Wouldn't you know it? Right. I mean, well, we got information that's going to be coming, obviously, with jobs numbers. And we're going to have CPI data next week. So CHOP is the only thing we can guarantee you is it going to be CHOP, continuous CHOP here for a while here now. I mean, the VIX is elevated above 30. It's always good trading environment. Mm-hmm. Not so good on the investing environment because, obviously, you know, you have those gains or the swing trading environment. It's not good for either because, you know, you're chasing and you're like, oh, trend's going up. And then it pulls zero. I go from under it. Yeah. Bait trade continues to work. We'll keep preaching it because it continues to work. So bait them. Like it calm down. I would like this market to, you know, we always talk about that. That's um, not happening anytime soon. No. <laughs> <laughs> I you pointed know? at the uh, average true range yesterday for the spy up past 11. And I mean, when's the last time you've seen that? 2020. That's all. And before that, you had to go back before 2017. So, I mean, this is volatile markets, right? This is how it gets. Um, let's go ahead. Let's take a look at the, all the earnings. Let's just jump right in. There's okay. so many to talk about. Yeah, there is. Um, I'll try to get through as many as I can through here. Um, I put a lot on the list here. Let's see if we can get through all of them. You guys test me in the chat, but smash the thumbs on up for us covering these. I want to see what about 800 s- likes today, guys. 800. I'm testing 800. Okay, I'm 160. I'm 160. I like the show. I like the show. All right, let's go. Let's jump into the, I think, of course. The one that everybody was looking at was Square. Let's go to Square. Uh, last night, uh, Square EPS at 18 cents per share on an adjusted basis, down 56% year uh, earlier period. Analysts had projected earnings of 20 cents per share. Square said revenues dropped 21% to $3.96 billion as Cash App transactions for the digital cryptocurrency Bitcoin fell. And analysts had predicted revenues of $4.14 billion for that Cash App transaction. Uh, results did include the recent ac- acquired consumer lending startup Afterpay. So there you guys see it. Square up a little bit. I mean, it's holding on a little bit. Poster child for what I was just talking about. Chop, chop, chop. This thing went up on the report. Then they tanked it all the way down to 91. Then they yeah. bought all the way up to 104. And they decide to take it back to 95. And then they take <laughs> it up to 108. And then they're leaking it here again. So, I mean, this is the market that we're in. It's not even in the overall market. It's in individual earnings companies, too. Nobody knows how to price anything in this environment. All they know is they're selling reps. 
every single time. That continues to be the case. The good earnings get sold on the rips. The bad earnings don't get bought on the dips. It hasn't been a good, you know, strategy to be buying really anything after earnings <laughs> because uh, the good reports are up and then you're losing and the bad reports are down and then they continue to leak. So it's been a tough play to just buy anything after earnings. I'll say that. Uh, well, you wanted to buy this one and I told you to hold on. So are you mad at me here? You, you did get a chance in the pre-market. <laughs> uh, you did take out a pair of lows. Like if you were just saying, hey, I want to own this at a little bit of a discount, 93.12, uh, 93.65, that's a pair of lows. It went down to 91, got a bounce. Huh, tough here. Um, you got a lot of room up to yesterday's high. I'm calling inside day. That's what I'm, I mean, unless, unless it really gets the hops, I don't, eh, I could take out 104.14. I don't think you're going to see that 93.12 low. I think if you want to try and buy it on the cheap, if you feel like buying it, maybe try and get that close at 95.55. But uh, man, just kind of inner range and double bottom, no double tops to mention. All right, let's keep it flowing. We got lots to talk about. I think, you know, how, how did, just, let's just take a quick peek. How did, PayPal react off of that. I just you read my mind, man. I was right. We love our relationships. We pay attention to those relationships. And again, a chance for a little education when PayPal has already reported the response will be muted. Yep. Because we already know the PayPal earnings where you get in the case where PayPal was influencing Square because we don't know Square's earnings already. But these two stocks do move together. But um expect a lot less volatility here because we already know the PayPal numbers. They already reported. All right, so let's transition. Let's go to Zillow Group here, uh, the online real estate marketplace. All shares tumble about 10% in the after hours, despite a beat on top and bottom lines here. Uh, Quarterly earnings of 49 cents per share, beating the estimate of 27 cents per share. And revenues were at 4.26 billion, beating the estimate revenue of 3.39 billion. Um, Hey, uh, a B on top and bottom, but still going down. $212 back when everybody had to own everything in February of 2021. It's down 85% from the highs. Fun times to invest. Um, the real estate bubble is <laughs> going to start to burst. And, you know, I, again, you know, I've been talking about this, but again, talking to my real estate uh, broker there, my buddy Jeff, he says, like, when he's looking and just talking with his customers at this time, it's like, he's got a lot people calling every day to sell their houses and not a lot of people calling to buy. And it's completely flipped. People are scared. People like that have listings out there are dropping the prices because they know in this area, I'm an hour from Toronto. So he's servicing, you know, he's servicing some Toronto area here that the prices are coming down and they're coming down hard right now. That's a lot to do some with the stock market, but it's to do with higher interest rates. That's yep. the direct hit. Boom, direct hit. Interest yeah. rates go higher. Variable rates go up. People have less money to spend. Real estate prices come in. This is what the Fed wanted. This is what obviously Canada follows the Fed. Same thing's happening there. Real estate bubble is bursting. Yeah. Yes, and I like it. I'm licking my chops. Are man. you uh, looking to buy something? Uh, I mean, I'll, you know, I'm out, you know, I'm flat. You know, I uh-oh, yeah. I'm well, you flat. got a house. You live in a house. Well, I mean, I got so a house, not, but I mean, I, I was, I was double long with that, you know, that other property, and I was gonna, you know, get a build and 
Thank God I didn't do that. I wouldn't still be married now. No, I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I built my house right at the top. So <laughs> I'm very good at timing stocks. Not very good at timing how home builds, apparently. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it, it, yeah, but now you'd be stuck. You wouldn't be able to do it at all. Which one do you like, Dennis? You like the Z or the ZG or these stocks? Whatever you even, want. They're both they're both toxic. I don't even know what to talk. What are you going to say? They're at the pre-market low. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I People think... just keep buying, though, and they think, oh, <laughs> And, and, and it was a great tweet from somebody um, that just, uh, I, I, I read it yesterday, but I was like, you know, talking, bear talking, like, well, how bad can it get, can get these, where these stocks were? And then he says, well, maybe I need to stop thinking about where they were because you know, a lot of these stocks oh, should yeah. never have been at these all-time highs. And I'm like, exactly. bingo, that's how you got to stop thinking. Zillow should never have been at 200. We shouldn't be thinking of Zillow as, oh yeah, it's going back to 200 eventually. It will probably never see $200 again. Um, you know, and I can never say never because maybe this raging bull market finds legs yeah. somehow, but $33 a share. So the, for the stock to go back to 200, it's got to go up like 800% from here. That's, you know, a lifetime of normalized earnings or a lifetime of normalized stock market gains, 800%. So you can't think 33 to 200. It just doesn't do it that easy. Stock goes down 85%, needs to go up 800% for you to break even. That's the funky Wall Street math. Fun. Fun with math. Uh, I'll give you a monthly. I, I mean, if I don't, I doubt anybody in the chat is going to be trading this. But uh, if you are, good luck. Um, Twenty nine forty two. Your April two thousand twenty low. Yeah, we'll see if we get that demand destruction. You know, the Fed at least from right now not pointing like they want to stop raising the interest rates. So at least I'm, the just, I'm just hoping that this. This number doesn't come in like really bad because then we're going to be uh, right, the jobs number is going to be a it's a CPI job. number that's really next week. Yeah, so yeah. everybody's waiting on the CPI. We're going to eat shoppy and tell the CPI. And we're again, if it. the CPI comes in hot, Katie bar the door, we're in big trouble. If it comes in and I do believe we're at peak inflation right now, but I don't know if it's going to show up in the data yet. I don't know if it's going to show up this month or next month. I, the data lags. So if it shows up too hot, this is going to just kill this market. If it shows up for whatever reason and is softer than expectations, they will have the biggest rip and rally you've ever seen. So this yeah. CPI number next week means everything. Jobs I, number will move the markets, but it's not going to move like the CPI. Yeah, I, I, just I, love, I loved your consistency, Dennis. I love it. I'm You've staying been, right I, with that. Uh, Dennis, yep. You're going to see chop, 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 chop until that gets CPI. It's the event that is going to dictate the entire course of the next big move. 100%. It's either going to be tanking or it's going to be going up. But you've got to be on that. And that is one time. If it only moves 10, 15 points, it's one time that maybe you should be chasing. But are you we're going to go see to, the CPI next week. If it's bad, are you going to go to 25% um, cash? Or twenty five, yeah, seventy five percent cash. Yeah, what if China? I don't know. Maybe lockdown hurt maybe. the supply enough that we got an increase. Uh, I know, I know that whole China supply thing. That's yeah, just, the China supply thing that is kind of, not good. It's yeah, not it was, good. the CPI. We, I, I think right now, I think we're in this real world right now, experiencing peak inflation right now. But I'm scared it's not going to show up in the data yet. Mm-hmm. So, it, it and I think it's, I kind of tend yeah. to think it's not going to, so maybe the number could end up being hot okay. and that would be troublesome. All right, let's keep going. Let's go to another one here. Uh, they reported last night. Let's go to DoorDash. 
Uh, let's check out the dash here. Um, we've gotten a couple of reports in this kind of industry. Let's look at that. Stock rose over 10% in after hours, uh, reported 35% revenue growth in the first quarter, a loss per share of 48 cents versus the 41 cents per share expected here. And revenues were at 1.46 billion versus the 1.38 billion estimated. A little bit of a bounce, a little bit of a dash. Man. Um, I'm torn on this one here too. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not really actually that torn. I'm not even that torn because 83, 84. I mean, what do you do when your stock pops 15% and 84 on 73? Okay. 13% in this environment, you sell it. Um, the numbers were fine and maybe Uber and Lyft just had the bar so low that it was fine to get over that. Um, it's been beat up. Some of these growthy names are not the areas that I would be looking to short. I would just say that because a lot of these growthy names are, have been beat up so much. Does valuation make sense on DoorDash? Probably not. I'm not sitting there looking at the fundamentals of it anyways. But again, same story. Rips are sold. Sell the rip, working better than buy the dip ever did. Uh, I just don't understand the whole like concept of getting McDonald's from DoorDash or something. I mean, I don't, I don't I mean, understand. You can't leave your house. I- People who yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, you could go to the store, you could go to Kroger's and cook stuff up and have it. I so I, I'm just, I, I'm just out on this stock forever. Uh no matter what, it won't it, will not touch my long term portfolio. It, no you know, for way. trades, we trade everything. We don't care. We don't discriminate. We trade everything as a long term investment. It's all about the fundies. I'm not sitting here chasing, you know, growthy stocks at unreasonable valuations. Yeah, I think this stock just came out in the wrong timing. If you look at that monthly chart, what do you see? You see it came out in 21, right? If this would have came out in 2020, <laughs> who knows where this bad boy could have gone. But hey, uh, if you are trading timing. this, throw out the high, throw out the low from the pre-market. Uh, if you're bullish, you wanted this thing, you got to take out yesterday's high, number one. First and foremost, 78.43. Then you got a little room up to the close from uh, Wednesday. Now, that might be a mirage, though, at 81.64. Coming back on the downside, if you're bullish, you got the old time low. You got a double bottom to lean on. You got 70 bucks, 70.04 yesterday, 70.50 uh, uh, the previous day. So if that's what you're leaning on. You're buying it here. Six bucks, stopping yourself out at 70. That's uh, that's a technical look at at DoorDash. I've never used it. Have you ever used it, Dennis? Never. Hey, we're nope. gonna have to get you guys to use it. I'll get you guys a free lunch, right? <laughs> All is right, that in go. Canada? I, I think it, I, 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 would I assume think it is, so. but I would assume so. I but. assume so, but I don't know. I don't even know if I'm Canada. All right, let's go to a retail favorite, of course. Lucid reporting, guys. Let's take a look at Lucid. Uh, loss per share at five cents, revenues was at 57.7 million. Punch, yes, I said 57 <laughs> million, guys, not 500 something. 57.7 million net loss there of 81.3 million. Uh, vehicles delivered in the quarter. 360 uh, vehicle reservations, more than 30,000. Lucid did say it was going to honor its current pricing for customers that have existing reservations now, as well as for new customers uh, who make reservations before the end of May. But pricing will uh, kind of increase 10 to 12 percent on various air models, uh, depending on the trim level. So they're saying prices are going up. 
$30 billion valuation for a company that delivers 300 cars. Crazy, though. Thank you. I said when this was $35, I thought it could go to five bucks. It's at 18. You can rewind the show. That was back in like January. Um, I thought fair value might be around five bucks. So we're at 18. We're, ha- we're over halfway there. I don't know if it's going to five, but I'm not buying it. Is there going to be rip roar and short squeezes as it goes? There always is. Nothing is easy on the short side. They no, rip your isn't. face off lots of times. But I think when we look at this, I think unless, you know, this is the next Tesla, the valuation makes no sense and valuation matters in 2022. So I'm not buying it at 18 when I think it could go to five. Does, um, just one thing on DoorDash. Do they deliver in the metaverse? Do you know? Um, soon. If yeah, they're I not, so. they're going I to. I think so, Joel. <laughs> maybe you I can don't go know if there's any the... customers in the metaverse anymore. <laughs> so, so maybe you can go to the metaverse Domino's and then just order your pizza and then it shows up at your house. There's a lurking buyer out here. I don't know who, she, what, where. Under 18 bucks. Uh, you've had one, two, three, four, five. Five, six lows back earlier in the month at that area, 1760 to 18. The fact that it got down there in the after hours and it bounced, it's unchanged. So 18, seven, you know, under 18, good support. May not see it unless the market just croaks and rolls over. Um, on the upside, I talked yesterday, 20 to me, you know, two highs, 1992 and 2030. Boom, right there. Good enough. Call it 20 to me. So 18 to 20 trading range for now gets above 20. Technically a little strength below. I don't know. You got to give it down to 17 and a half if, uh, uh, on the downside there. But may, not interested in it. Uh, okay, we're going to do one number going forward because you give me like 25 numbers and I have no idea how I'm going to give you 24. I'm going to give, give you one 24. Number. No, one number. I'll give as many as I want. You can, <laughs> but I only, I only hear one. I say, uh, hold on to 18. I'd be a seller at 24. I'd be a seller at 23. I'd be a seller at 22. I'd be a seller I never mentioned that. It said 18 to 20. Two numbers. I'm a seller of all those numbers. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. Sorry if I'm wrong. We we know Dennis likes the the, the frisky fisker. So we'll see what happens. How is that? You know, they announced uh, the high-end model to be released in 2023. I think it's called the Rowan Project. But... (laughs) They don't. Just they don't sell any cars yet. They're all bad. But I do think Fisker has upside. It's because I have three billion dollar well, market cap. We'll see what happens. Give me some upside, man. Don't start with a hundred billion dollar market cap and all the good stuff's priced in. Start small. I'm gonna Dennis. give you one number. Dennis. Ten. I own zero Fisker because I don't own any of this stuff anymore. But I, I, I think there's a chance for Fisker to. You know what? There. I think there's a chance. Do they make I'm more than one car, or do they just make one car? No, well, they're gonna make they have cars. two models right now, and they just announced See, a third. So um, there's the Ocean, the Pair, and now Project Ronin that was is like a high-end sports electric vehicle. Oh, boy, that seems interesting. That's, so people are gonna love that. Yeah. Uh, let's keep it going. There's two big reports that reported today. I'm gonna skip Fubo and MP for right now. Let's go to Ooh, let's go to Under Fubo. Armour. Under Armour reported an unexpected loss in sales wow. below estimate wow. as the company's battling supply chain challenges and COVID lockdowns in China. This is why I'm a little concerned, Dennis, about that CPI number. Yeah. That lows lockdowns in China, but loss per share, one cent adjusted earnings of six cents expected. Uh, revenues was at 1.3 billion versus 1.32 billion expected. So, um, 
unexpected loss and sales below estimates. Stocks making new lows. You got to go. The good thing is I'm actually long UAA, but I'm short UA. So I have the perfect pair on equal a dollar amount. So, um, so I'm hedged, completely hedged. Um, I'll have to take, usually I, when I take these hedges off, I take them off like midday and they're tight right now. It's too wide to try to take it off. Why not? The, the, the one thing, if you're trading and you're doing like risk garb or whatever, when you get a good price, you know, you're doing it after hours, you get a good price. I'm trying to take it off after I leave it on. Cause you know, coming at 10 o'clock, then it'll be like tight. The spreads are tight and getting out easier. So tough in easy out. So nice. I wait for the easy out around 10 AM. There's a little risk garb trading for you there. You're giving trading. away a lot of secrets. Today. Yeah, that's that's what you got to do. So right now you're looking 10 cent spreads, but you won't see that at 10 AM, 10, 30. We're waiting till 11. Wait till it slows right, right down. It's okay. Your money's going to move around. It's like, oh, I'm losing thousands of dollars in UAA, but you're making a new way. So you're okay. They Which one did you together. put on first? I can't remember. You're asking me. <laughs> I made like 100 <laughs> Too many questions last there, I don't remember which one I put on first. But. All right. Uh, 828. I do want to go ahead and give Dennis a little bit of a warning and just in okay, case he wants to go, go wide. Yeah, I'm going wide. Um, I'm Canceling sure he's going to go wide. Right uh, cancel, cancel, cancel. I, I don't think Joel will be too short of comments for DraftKings. So, Dennis, while you're away, we'll probably talk DraftKings, but I don't think Dennis, uh, Joel will have too short yeah, of comments. Yeah, I could wrap one number. For, uh, uh, let's. Let's do DraftKings right quick before we get these numbers here. Just to kind of put out the jobs number that's expected. I have expected is 400,000 jobs added mm -hmm. in April. Um, looking at a slight uh, kind of takedown from the 431,000 that were added in March. Uh, the unemployment rate is expected to decline one-tenth of a percentage point to 35 just want to put the expectations out there. Now let's talk a little bit quickly about DraftKings. Mm. DraftKings is surging. Uh, Friday on online gambling, it raised its full year guidance. A Q1 sales of 417 million beat the 414.36 million estimate. EPS was just slightly a beat there at losses of $1.14 beat the expected uh, loss of $1.16. Uh, not really buying it here. I you got close to 16. Um, man, you got, we'll see what happens with more liquidity because I'm going to call 1575 a pretty good number. Uh, three highs in that area. Uh, let's go here. Let's go to the one minute. Okay. Let's make the chart mm -hmm. nice and big here for oh our job. And, uh, we're, we are, see if anybody jumps the gun. We don't want to watch DraftKings. We want to watch the spoons <laughs> right at mid range on the session. Are and we going to jump where we are catching? There's some early buyers here. We got a little pop, a little more of a pop, a bigger pop. We're coming All up right. on the close. The close is 43 and a quarter. This is the moment of truth. Can we get green on the session? All Not right, yet. Numbers here. I'm going to okay. go ahead and put it up here. USA non-farm payroll at April, 428,000 versus 391,000 estimate prior was 431,000. So there you guys have it. Uh, looks like we, we beat there. Not bad. And almost beat the prior months of 431,000 there. 428,000. Looks like we're getting a little bit of a rise off of that number. Um, let's see what other numbers come in here. There you guys see it. Um, I'll, I'll put it up here. USA unemployment rate for April 3.6 versus 3.5% estimate prior was at 36 
Okay. All right. So we're not, the recession doesn't start tomorrow then, right? Okay. Uh, I, I, right? I don't know. Not tomorrow Just, at least. Not tomorrow. Uh, price action. <laughs> price action. Uh, you saw the pop. Uh, yeah. We did make a new pre-market high. Uh, that's the good news. I, what did I have? I had 49 and a half is the pre-market. We blew through the close. It paused there for like a nanosecond. Um, and then we took out the pre-market high by like almost just a little over two bucks. And then, hmm, that, that's it. Now we're just back on the close. So kind of what I was afraid of here, you got, you had sellers on the pop, but you're not really having, buy, you're not having follow through. You're not having buyers here. We just lost the close. We're back in the red. I think right now, 4130. That's kind of where we emanated from here. Let me go to my one minute chart. So the deci- uh we ended the uh the we started the 830 bar at 413050. So let's hold 4130 and uh and we got a chance to rally here. That's that's what I'm looking at in the S&P 500 index futures. Uh what do we expect to move? I mean, what what moves? Uh, banks, the banks caught a little bit of a bid. I would imagine these big stocks Pretty much followed the S and P's. Bank America caught a little bit of a bid. Uh, tech. This is a little concerning. Uh, there doesn't seem to be an appetite for tech out here, and that got smoked yesterday. A little pop in Microsoft. That's still red on the session. Google's still red. Amazon's still red. The only top component I have, well, I have, well Apple just sneaked this above green there, up twenty three cents. Uh, Pretty, but you know, a benign number. Uh, yeah. I don't see a lot going green yet. Though. Oh, Exxon Mobil's green, ninety-one seventeen. That's up uh, eighty-six cents. I got a little bit. Oh, I got to get the pre-market action in here. But um, we're we're up for now. I guess that's yeah. the only way to put it, Mitch. What's your reaction? Um, I think like a nothing burger there. Um, it didn't really move too much up on the number, even though. I thought, you know, you'd get it closer towards maybe 400 than 428,000. So that's a, a little bit higher than expected. Um, we're talking about almost, what, almost 40,000 over the expected. Um, so it looks like it should point towards the upside. But I mean, honestly, in this market, I'm not going to say that anything should or shouldn't go in any way. We got to watch the price action. And right now it looks like kind of more unchanged to me than, Going yeah, up or down. I think what you know what, uh, and we mentioned this before the um, before the number came out. Like you just didn't want to see like a bad number, you know. Like, and then you'd be like, "Oh man, the recession's already here." So I think this was just kind of like a a sigh of relief number that, and and like we said also, you know, it's the CPI. You have one unheard message. <laughs> Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I next week. That's what we're, that's what uh, they're focused on. But uh, should we bring in our um, expert yes. economist I in here to get to. his, yeah. No. Since I don't have opinions, let's bring on someone that might have some opinions. You guys might've heard of him before, you know, he, he's just, just, just this guy that, you know, we bring on almost every time when we got some important economical data. Let's go ahead. Let's bring him on here. Blue Putnam, it's that time. And he's, I think, the only guest we have a really good intro trailer for. Let's bring him oh, on. We, okay. All right. I like that. Blue, so, Blue man, you are, you, you're an important guy if you get in, um, get an introduction like that how you doing blue how's chicago uh chicago's fine of course i'm down in washington today but it's all good okay all right (laughs) first let's talk about uh the ridiculous reaction on wednesday to steve leesman's question did you know that did you did you know that 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 was a steve leesman rally i was watching that thing it was amazing so did of course, you, I took my neck brace off for this show, you know, but uh, okay. <laughs> whiplash. Exactly. Did you take I mean, we, we look at the Fed plot with you and we talk about stuff. And, you know, I know Mitch has mentioned three quarters of a point a little bit. I mean, was that something that you had in, in your your notebook or your blue book? We can call it. <laughs> well, you know, there's been enough talk about the potential of three quarters that it was a great question to ask. Um, and there's a there was a little bit of uh, three quarter probability, you know, built into uh-huh. the market. And so, you know, great question. And, and that the, the answer was the surprise that, uh, no, nah, it's not on the table. We're hardly thinking about okay. it. You know? uh, and so, you know, the market. Uh, well, we, we now <laughs> hindsight's great. You know, we know the market overreacted. Actually, you know, I talked to a few people that had had a bad day and they were like they slept through from Wednesday noon till Thursday noon and they didn't think anything had happened. <laughs> That's you know what? I, I I put that in my rap yesterday that uh before that question asked, the S&P 500 index futures were trading at 4145. Okay? And then rallied 150 points and then yesterday uh the close was like 43 and a quarter so even though we went up to 4300 and down back to 4100 to me the market uh the market was still undecided so all right so you all right so you're giving a little credence here to um uh uh the the leesman rally here with the three quarters point and we didn't really think that was much so so what else i mean he wasn't necessarily hawkish right is that what the market liked and that's what the market interpreted oh you're you're, you muted yourself blue i think on accident yeah you got muted blue looted there you go okay anyway we are uh you know jay powell is very uh very careful uh, and he's careful to stay data dependent, you know, uh-huh. um, 
but the target based on the current data, uh, again, he was very clear. We want to get to a more neutral policy. Most people think that's around a 3% Fed funds rate. That's mm -hmm. exactly what the Fed funds futures market have currently priced to get there, you know, in the first half of uh, 2023. Uh, so, you know, the market has priced in uh, pretty much what the Fed told us, uh, you know, but the, but there was some interesting things. The um, the technicalities on how they're going to shrink the balance sheet. Mm. There you go. Mitch, take it over now. Go ahead. Go ahead, oh, Blue. I'm excited, Blue, because this go is ahead, what Blue. I was focusing on. Go ahead, Blue. Um, I don't know if, uh, if, if that's what you're kind of referring to, but I did see a changing of the tune there from, let's say, uh, the minutes that we got from the March meeting um, that stated $95 billion a month, and now they're pointing towards $30 billion? Is that what you're kind of referring to here? Yes, they they slowed it down a little bit, and and I think the uh, the interpretation that that some analysts made of pointing to ninety five billion was was not quite right. Um, what they're doing is that they're saying we're going to let uh, X amount. They have a cap, like thirty billion of treasuries run off, and if anything more than that runs off, you know, then we're going to buy them back. Um, the thing is that it's, it's in treasuries where you probably will get that many running off, but not in mortgages. It's not, mortgages aren't so clear uh, because mortgages uh, are determined in part by whether people refinance and prepay. And with interest rates, mortgage rates going up, uh, we well, can forget about refinancing. Nobody's going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, and so, and then you've got us, and, you know, the, the housing market doesn't have a lot of volume right now. So, you know, I, I think the maturity of the mortgage portfolio will actually lengthen a little bit. So, I, you know, I'm not even sure we're going to get the full amount. It's one thing that we're definitely going to keep watch. I agree, too, that you might not get the full amount. One of the things that's stated, and I think, you know, in the minutes it said up to $95 billion, but then specifically the wording was cap to $30 billion. Doesn't that's necessarily right. mean that they have to get there, right? That's uh, the way I took it. And now they do have other tools, and they were absent from the technical release. Uh, for instance, the Fed gets north of a hundred billion dollars of interest every year i mean that's what happens when you have a nine trillion dollar portfolio you know <laughs> uh and if they don't reinvest that interest then they could shrink the balance sheet a little faster um than they're currently planning so they, they have some tools but i i what they did tell us very clearly is they're not selling and, uh, you know, that would have been uh, the shock and awe had they decided to actually sell something. But they're just going to let it run off and they're going to let it run off at a pretty fast pace for them. But maybe not quite the trillion in the next 12 months. Yeah, I mean, that's what I felt like. I feel like they were trying to give us like a little bit of that. They were more rapid, but now it looks a little bit more like a soft bottoming kind of action. Uh, trying to ease up a little bit. Did you get that feeling a little bit, a, a little bit of a change from, let's say, March yes. to now? Yeah, the, the, the minutes, well, they were debating it 
when we got the Fed minutes last time. So a debate is very different than a, uh, a technical press release telling us exactly what's happening. The, the other thing that's going on in the last couple of months, and we don't have the data on this, so it's, it's uh, just an idea and an estimate. But, you know, we've had an extremely uh, strong dollar against the, both the euro and the yen. Uh, and, and the yen, the Japanese, you know, they have a trillion dollars worth of U.S. treasuries. And if they want to slow the depreciation down, they would be sellers of treasuries. Uh, so that's another aspect that's shown up just in April and May. That's a fairly recent one. You know, and then we have uh, in China, we, you know, that economy is clearly slowing down very rapidly with the COVID zero and so forth. And that currency in the last two or three weeks has been very, very weak. Now, that's not a Fed thing. That's a China thing. Just happens at the same time. Uh, but they also uh, might choose to slow that depreciation down and that would make them sellers. So, you know, there will be some sellers potentially coming into the market just because of the strong U.S. dollar. And by the way, that's going to affect the data uh, going forward on prices, inflation in the U.S. Now, this happens with the lag, but the stronger the dollar and the longer it stays stronger, it, it reduces import prices or they, they don't grow as fast. So it is actually uh, helps the battle on inflation. Um, and uh, again, I say that's not about next month's data or anything. But when you look three, four, five, six months down the road, you do start to get a little impact from the strong dollar and it helps reduce inflation. We're on the line with Blue Putman. He's the uh, chief economist at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Uh, Blue, uh, we've been talking about and Dennis has uh, really been hard. You know, he, he's trying to, he's going to bank it on that CPI number. And he, he's hoping that, you know, he's seeing some signs that we're at, peak inflation now it takes some time uh you know to work it through the, the numbers to work through the system uh are you seeing any signs of peak inflation yet or just a little bit maybe we're going to need a couple more uh cpi numbers we're seeing a little bit of sign of maybe a peak in the core but you better be careful with the full uh, cpi that includes food and energy I mean, oil prices have gone back up. Natural gas prices are up. Uh, wheat, corn, soybeans are all way up. So I wouldn't. Uh... <laughs> now, I can tell you why people are calling for the peak. How come? They're looking backwards. They're looking at comparisons from 12 months ago. So what falls off the back end has an equal weight to what comes on the front end when you do these 12-month comparisons. Okay, so... That's that's the arithmetic. And frankly, it's worthless because we're looking forward. We, we really need to be looking at those monthly CPI changes and they've got to show some improvement. And I think they will, but not in the next couple of months. So we'll just see how that goes. But, uh, you know, I, I, it's too early. to. I mean, this number is extremely uncertain. Excellent. Definitely going to be on watch. I mean, I, I think CPI is definitely on everybody's radar. Um, and like you mentioned, uh, Powell did state about how the core might be dropping a little bit, but he didn't say overall inflation coming down just yet. And so I think that's something definitely that we'll all keep on watch to see what happens with that CPI. Of course, I agree with you. You know, food and energy is one area that I'm definitely focused, especially energy, not just only in, you know, here in the U S but energy in Europe, 
potentially causing some issues to transfer over here. That's right. And food in the rest of the world is a huge item for uh, things, you know, and, and so you've got all of that going on. One of the things we have to watch is consumption and how people spend their money. Uh, part of the supply chain issues were caused by the shift to spending on goods. And so we're watching to see if we shift back. Now, we know the uh, there are plenty of people flying around domestically and so forth, and the restaurants are up a little bit. But we are really not fully back. And so we've got to watch that, the composition of consumption. And if it starts to shift more back towards services and a little less for goods, then that, you know, two, three, four months down the road, you're going to get a, a little improvement in the goods prices. And it's the goods prices, particularly durable goods, that have been driving this thing, whereas services aren't up that much in terms of prices. Tripadi, I see you're back. You got any, uh, back. You got any, you got any questions? Just bringing it back. Like, and I've been calling <laughs> that. I feel like right now, and this is a good question for you, Blue. I feel like we're experiencing peak inflation at this moment in time. How long does that take to show up in the CPI data? If we're experiencing peak inflation today, and we think prices are going to start to come down from this point, how much does the CPI data lag? Like, is it a month to pick that up? No, nothing happens in a month in that kind of data. Yeah, there uh, you go. So that's you're talking your, about six months, and, and you know, one data point it, it, for the data to pick it up, it would be six months later. Well, like, you so, it's, so let's just say in a in a real world that hypothetical situation, prices are peaking right now, and they're starting to come down a little bit right now. How long before the CPI data picks that information up? Six months. Well, <clears throat> Well, when I say six months, I mean it's six months before you and other people will be convinced that you were it's coming down. Uh, the data shows up when you know. I mean they'll they'll pick it up, but I mean it's going to be super slow in terms of how it works its way through the through the economy. So, you know, uh, when when I'm talking about six months, I'm talking about when when I'm confident that we've passed the peak. And the data has really changed. And I, I mm. one month, I mean, this data is highly volatile and more volatile than it used to be. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, you know, you're going to need two, three months, even if you see some change to show up. But the, the whole thing with food and energy, let's go back to that. That has a lot to do with consumer confidence. Food and energy are not included in the core that the Fed targets, but they are primary in what consumers feel. And so the consumer confidence is going to feel this, the food and energy prices, and they're not going to, I mean, you can tell them that the CPI has peaked. And if they're paying more for gasoline and more for milk and things like that, they're just going to think you're a bad economist. So I try to stay away from those things. <laughs> Can't blame you for that. You know, uh, no one likes their milk going up. So uh, we'll definitely keep watch on what happens here. Thank you for joining us, Blue Putton, the Managing Director and Chief Economist at the CME Group. I appreciate you coming on like always. And it was a great pleasure talking to you today. Did you track Leo down yet for me, Blue? Uh-oh. <laughs> Leo will be in Chicago for the... MSRI, Mathematical Science Research Institute Award that CME and MSRI give to a, a very oh. notable professor in applied uh, finance. So uh, watch out for uh, May 16th in that award. Yeah, I was runner up. Yeah, 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 Joe. Yeah. Runner up, right? Runner up. <laughs> Thanks, Blue. Thanks, Thanks Blue. Blue. 
Have a good one. All right, guys, let's keep it going oh, here. We still fading. got some earnings we're fading. reports to go we're to. Fading. We're fading. We're fading. We're fading back bad. down to 412. Yeah, we went up there I, for a second, though. It's uh, a big yeah. trade, man. Yeah, it's just this. This is we're going to be no. like this. If you're going up and you're chasing, you're like, oh my goodness, we just took out 20 handles. I got to buy stocks. No. Slap yourself in the head because that's not the way this market works. Give yourself a hit just like that. I'd say <laughs> knock it out because don't chase anything. We literally, people who just chased that 20 minutes ago are already down 20 points. So, I mean, this is just the way to lose money in 2022 is to chase. Oh, I missed it. Everybody two days ago on the Leesman Rally. My Twitter stream. How's that 50% cash feel, Dennis, now that we've rallied 100 points? They're all silent oh, yesterday, man. though. Silent yesterday. And I mean, this is what it is. Chasing in this market equals losses. I'm going to just keep saying it. 2020, chasing worked. Chasing typically doesn't work, though. And in 2022, it especially doesn't work. So you got to stop yourself from chasing moves. Again, so Blue scares me a little bit because he thinks that CPI data could lag a lot. And if I feel like I'm experiencing peak inflation at this moment in time, that might not show up in the data for a month or two. Yeah. So he said six months, Dennis. He said six I think months. he's meaning like that he's confident we got to see multiple times. Yeah, that's the other thing I know. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. this isn't just a little tick down. Yeah. So, but I don't even know when it shows up. So I'm like, I know, you know, it lags. They're collecting this data. They're not collecting it in real time. They're yeah. not that good. So, I mean, there's definitely a lag and it's probably a month. And, but, and, if, mm-hmm. but prices, you know, I think prices haven't even really started coming down yet. I feel like we're at the peak right now. This is what I think. We're at the this peak is... right now and we're going to start to tick down because I see the demand destruction happening. And I know people don't like to hear those words. I know people say, well, there's all kinds of stuff still going on. But I'm seeing it, and you know, from friends, I'm seeing it. Yeah. You know, delayed. Another buddy had a renovation project, completely killed the project because he got the quotes. He's like, it doesn't make any sense at these prices. That yeah. is happening. That's why all these people who are bullish home builders right now, that's happening, man. They're getting these, you know, quotes back, and they're like, well, I budgeted three hundred thousand for this renovation, and the quote comes back at them at five hundred thousand, and they're like, can't I do can't it. do it. I can't afford it. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, you know, what is going to happen. What's going to filter down through is the projects that are already in there. They take time. There's six months, you know, you've already started a project. I was a year and a half on a build. I'm in the middle of it. I can't stop now. But I was going to build a shop on my property as well. I said the shop is on hold because I'm going to wait for prices to get reasonable here before I start another project. So, I mean, this is where we're at, and this is what demand destruction is about. But that takes time, to Blue's point. That's going to take time. I know. So, yeah, I it, mean, it, for, to show up in the inflation data, because prices are still I mean, raging. So, it could be a bad number next week. That's why I'm not buying ahead of this number. I'm I, curious I on the number. I, I think the I like next month, I think the next month, maybe. But I don't want a full month of like, oh, everybody still thinks we got raging inflation because they can't look outside. And we do. Inflation prices, like, prices are nuts on stuff. You know, we called this, you know, the inflation, you know, we could see it happening around us, you know, just through my home bill. I kept saying prices are going up on everything. So it's a reason I, I raised the 50% cash in the first place. I don't think there's any reason for me to get off 50% cash until we start to see it in the data. To blue. One thing that worries me, though, is, uh, I mean, you're, you're, you're looking around at your circumstances and stuff, but I mean, that that. The whole China thing. I mean, the lockdown. I mean, that. I mean, 
we get a lot of stuff from there. And it, and every time I see these uh, maps, have you seen the maps of the ships waiting to go into port at Shanghai? I mean, you know, so that that's a negative. And then, um, and we don't talk about it, but you know, there's still war going on. You know, and and that is, you know, that's obviously affected the oil market. Um, I was glancing at some of the commodities and, you know, wheat has been in this crazy consolidation uh, between 1024 and 1152. Uh, but corn, corn, you know, that's not, you know, that's not a bearish chart yet. I mean, uh, soybeans, yeah. beans in the and teens, I these are not one- bearish charts. You've been hearing farmers talk about how they're going to alternatives for fertilizer. So that just shows me that yeah. more and more, they're getting more and more expenses that are higher and higher. What ends up happening, they got to pass it to the consumer. Yeah, right? well, they do. I mean, at the, the ones end of the day, that can't pass to. it through, pass it through. The mm-hmm. ones that can't pass it through are in trouble. Yeah. And I think yeah. you're seeing that in the automotives. You know, they're trying to pass through these increased steel costs. They're trying mm-hmm. to pass through these increased material costs. Yeah. It shows up as a $90,000 F-150. And people are and, like, no, thank you. So uh, there's certain things that we always, you know, you're going to go buy your loaf of bread. You're yeah. going to drink. You're going to go buy your milk. You're not going to stop. Those costs will get passed through. But there are big ticket items. Bring up restoration hardware. Try oh. passing through these costs, man. And this is demand destruction at its finest oh yeah i mean here's a stock that has been cut in half basically in 2022 big ticket furniture items expensive this is stuff you don't need do you need your five thousand dollar antique looking couch i mean williams sonoma same thing you can clearly see big ticket items stuff that is discretionary something that people don't absolutely have to have is getting hit. People look at William Sonoma and say, well, it's trading with a PS7. How can I go wrong? Demand destruction will make that go wrong if that really does happen. And you see, I see it happening in the real world. It's going to continue to happen. It's common sense that people are going to have less money to spend. We continue to say it here. That's why every rally gets sold in stocks. There's certain things. You're not going to have your iPhone. You're not going to give up certain things. But the big ticket stuff, don't buy these companies that are selling expensive, expensive oh, things. Oh, boy. We are rolling over. Hey, yes, hey, we uh, are. Yes, we are. We're looking yeah, pretty good. That, that pre-market um, high uh, just took it out to close, man. People just want out at the mark. Hey. After that, that 43 and a quarter mark, now that's a long ways away. So looks like we're going to be in for a rough day. Do we yep. – um, I know we skipped. We talked economics. Yeah, we look look like we're pretty smart people. Uh, well, we have Blue <laughs> Love on. Blue. Yeah, we got good. some more earnings reports we can go through. Let's go to Fubo. Fubo. Streaming. Who's paying for streaming out there? Let me know in the chat if you guys got Fubo. Uh, quarterly loss oh, here right. of 89 cents per share versus the estimate loss of 63 cents. Uh, so targeting positive cash flow and adjusted EBITDA in 2025. Uh, revenue rose $242 million from $119.7 million last year. Expected was $243 million. So they're experiencing pressures on adjusted contribution margins due to slower ad sales growth. You want a number in this one, Dennis? How about zero? Yeah, I'll give you zero as well. Okay. So that's <laughs> no, just their opinion. No, no. We know, no nobody knows bought. anything. When we give you know targets, I think we give bought. ideas. I think Fubo could be a zero. I'm moving on, though. That's uh, I'm not touching it. It was an awesome <laughs> story in 2020. 
And, you know, Mitch, you were all over this one. We made some good money riding the wave in yeah. 2020. Like it moved up and it was hot. And I sold way too early. But I mean, the story is completely broken. The company doesn't make money. I don't know if they have a path to profitability. If your comp stock doesn't have a path to profitability, I think in this market, you sell it. Yeah, I think it's going to be something that's definitely going to fight. And just to kind of state and add to what you say, JP Morgan added to exactly what you said, that they don't see a path to profitability. Yikes. That's not good news coming from JP Morgan because they know a little bit more than I do. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we they can... all want to talk BBIG. There's like 25 people. BBIG. Got to talk these penny stocks. Uh, there was some about the timing of a spin-off That wasn't even on something. the list, guys. <laughs> All right, I can what look it, it up, guys. BBIG, not Big Joel. BBIG. I'm sorry, I skipped a B. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. Let's take a look. It's here. already off the highs. Um, okay, give us the news, and then I'll tell you what I think, and you already know what I think. Uh, all right, so it wasn't earnings. Looks like we have some news in the Benzinga Pro. Looks like, like they're gaining on confirming distribution date with planned spinoff of blockchain business, oh, so Cryptide. So, so it looks like... Uh, blockchain. Yeah, blockchain you know, that's hot. getting getting mentioned. <laughs> Long Honestly, Island iced tea. is it really hot right now, though? Exactly. Have we been seeing Bitcoin? Exactly. What, what happened to Bitcoin yesterday, guys? I know. We we jinxed it. We said it was holding up well, and I've been bearish Bitcoin forever. I was like, it's been holding up well. Joe, Maybe we get might the get our train, and then they just pulled the rug right out from under it. That, <laughs> that was guy, the, that the guy pointed right there. Yeah, that guy, that guy pointed it out to us on Twitter. I appreciate that. I'm this, not sure this, who it was. This BBIG has been a sell every time it's popped up. This is a social media darling pumped by multiple social media accounts. I I would sell all rallies in this thing. Um, can it continue to squeeze shorts sure, for a day? But when the dust settles, the shorts usually win. So um, when your stock pops 30% on some headlines to confirm a distribution date, it's already way off the highs, got to 420. Um, that's the recipe for me to sell. Just my opinion. Don't hate me. I don't like the stock. Uh, supported 270. Uh, yeah, that does give you the upside. You had multiple highs at that area. So if you are shorting it, you're looking for it to come in. Uh, 270. Shorting is evil, Joel. Shorting is evil. They're going to get the shorts. <laughs> They're going to get them. That's get, what they want to do. They want to get the shorts. Get the shorts. shorts, uh, shorts. Get the shorts. Bitcoin, man. Look at this. It's down five and a quarter here. Are we get, do we have a little date uh, with this one here? 30, oh, 34,395. And 20K is standing out to me there. I've talked about it before. I said I was going to be patient. If we go down underneath 30, I'm going to start dipping my toes because I, I don't even know. You know what? I was thinking of like doing like, you know, Jeremy talks about like the dollar cost averaging. And I was thinking mm -hmm. of like, you know, just putting a, you know, like an amount in there, you, know, in. Air, you know, doing it. And then that was like at 55K. So <laughs> glad, <laughs> glad you didn't do that. I, yeah, I, glad you didn't do I, that I, one, Joel. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, uh, it actually made it to the investment committee. And uh, investment committee was kind of, you know, lukewarm on it. You know, she said, I really don't understand, you know, what it is. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll wait. So we'll see. But uh, the next daily support level, uh, basis the futures. Uh, comes in at 34, uh, let's call it 34.4 in the future. So I'm going to hop. I'm going to hop on with Sean Udall, and he's all fired up. I don't it it know looks awful, that Bitcoin chart. Yeah, I've been saying it's been holding, holding, holding 38,000. It broke support. Going this to is a tech stock. It's going to trade as a tech stock. Tech, it's been unbelievable how much it has held up. I've been predicting the crypto crash for a long yeah. time here now. It's somewhat come because I was saying at 50,000, but 
I mean, it's held up very well. And I'm impressed how much it has held up. I still think it eventually breaks. I sold all my Ethereum. Um, I sold that. I actually sold the, the last of it just a little while ago. It was a great trade. I was in at 2200 I got rid of half of it, I think 4000 And then uh, it was an, an, an ETF equivalent. And then um, I sold the rest of it just a few days ago. So I have no more Ethereum. I have a very small position in Bitcoin. And I'm talking, it's not 1% of my portfolio. It's like 0.1% of my portfolio. So I'm like, this is speculative. Um, you know, it is just digits in a computer screen. There's no cash flows to analyze. There's nothing. And then they're killing stuff like that this year. So I'm very impressed that Bitcoin has held up as well as it has. I do think eventually it comes to the selling pressure. I do think eventually we're going under 30,000. I do think eventually we could even go under that. But um, Jeremy's on our show yesterday. And he thinks 100,000 before 30,000. Maybe I should take that bet with him. I would take that bet right now, honestly. I'm again, <laughs> we got to bring it back. I'd take it right now. But um, my I, idea I, I, is... I think you got to buy if you're buying. You're buying real things. I mean, so... Bitcoin is just numbers. It's what it is. It's digits on a computer screen. And it's got value because it's got perceived value because other people believe it has value. I can see the whole thing like government controlling and we can get around the government control. But I also see a major problem with hacking. You know, there's like, you know, there's multiple people. Kid Dynamite on Twitter, if you follow him, smart person, got hacked and got his Bitcoin out. I mean, there is ways that they figure it out. And I like to know that my money is safe. If they steal my money out of my bank, my bank is going to be liable for it. If they steal my crypto out of my crypto account, we know what happens. Your money is just gone. I like to know that at least my bank's got my back. So there's a point. There's actually a purpose to banks. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Dollars are not I worse. Think, dollars no. are not worse because if I keep my dollars in my bank and somebody hacks the bank and steals my money, I have insurance for that. Yeah, I think there's waves to the Bitcoin game. You know, we've seen it, right? Waves up. It went to 20. Then went back down. Then went to like 60. Could come back down to like I don't know, maybe somewhere between thirty and twenty, and then eventually comes right back up. Who knows? There's so waves maybe it to the come game, back, Mitch. Maybe waves it to the game. It, it it's impossible. I, I to do. The I do. Bitcoin. I do see upside long term, just because of what blockchain comes into play, because that technology is blockchain take over. overrated. You know, no, it's like not, all Dennis. we've heard about is blockchain. Dennis, blockchain, Dennis I could get blockchain. on this conversation with you. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a discussion about this. Okay. And we'll have a deeper talk. But I can okay. tell you right now, when your bank completely changes over their all their technology, the there coin. might be something there. There's a competitive advantage there. I don't think my bank's gonna change over to Bitcoin anytime soon. They're gonna change over to to at least ledgers and blockchain. I yeah, but what that is that? How does that help Bitcoin? Just because they steal well, their technology. How does because that help it, it starts it starts the the changing of the way that transactions are recorded and in the long run that's just going to go into what the chains right into the coins whether it be bitcoin only it could be something else it doesn't mean it needs to be bitcoin but is the technology leaning towards that side and I think yes, but we'll, I better we'll stop talking. They, they all hate me in the chat here. I speak what I think. Sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong. Hey, we just got to be real. That's the, and I like real stuff and I don't see crypto as real stuff. That's why I stick with real stuff. So just my opinion, everybody's entitled to their opinion. You got to have yeah. somebody sell you your Bitcoin, right? So yeah. I sold my Bitcoin at 45,000. If it goes to a hundred thousand, somebody's going to make money off me. So you want, if you're bullish Bitcoin, you want the bears out there so you can buy it from them. Yeah, that's what so I there want you right go, now. Man. So stop hating me for selling it to you. If you're right, you're right. <laughs> we'll see what happens guys. Like always, uh, there's always two signs to the coin.
We'll see you later, Dennis. Have a great you, weekend, man. Thanks, Enjoy. buddy. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap on up. We're going to bring you to live trading. No all access today, guys. Yes, we got live trading. So don't go anywhere. Come join Zunaid, Ryan, and I as we go ahead and trade. I'm sure YOLO Zunaid is going to be ready for Friday. I mean, come on. This is the day of the days. Let's go ahead. Let's see what's going on out there. I know a lot of people got wiped out probably on their calls yesterday. So there's going to be a lot of action, I think, in the option world. Come tune in with us on live trading. We'll see you next time. I'm sorry I wasn't able to get to all the topics today. So many earnings. Um, we'll cover MP um, and, and uh, some other kind of earning stocks on live trading. And if you guys got anything you want to talk about, just come on over to live trading. We'll cover it there. See you next time, guys. Let's keep it going. Benzinga, baby. All right, traders, just give me one second. Just got to make sure that redirect is set for us to get us on over to live trading before I end this stream. There we go. We're all set. I'm out of here, guys. See you guys over there. Boom, boom. See you guys. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.